If you're into designer furniture and you want the sofa that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends and all the quality, but without the designer prices. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com. The Rovers Chat YouTube channel is proudly sponsored by SixYardsOut.com. They've got retro football from every era with mugs, phone cases and much more. They also have plenty of Rovers goods including apparel with the famous 94-95 season and this season's kit. Check them out using the link in the description below. Hello Rovers fans, I'm here with Charlie Mulgrew for the next edition of our podcast, this is Rovers Chat Meets. Myself and Ryan have just finished uh, very recently a podcast with John Buckley, which we're very glad is being received so well. Um, so we're excited about this one, we can't wait to get into it. Um, so Charlie, thank you so much for joining us, it's great to have you here. Thanks for having me, it's a pleasure. Um, so yeah, just a few little uh, things that we've got to get through before we start, just for everybody that is watching and thanks for tuning in. Um, don't forget we've got our Christmas charity special coming up this month, 22nd of December. We're raising money for the Sporting Memories Foundation. We're going to have lots of special guests. We'll have uh, prizes for the fans and quizzes and giveaways and all sorts going on on the night. We'll be live from the Avenue in Brockhall Village, so please do watch along and get involved if you can. Um, so, Charlie, let's just get straight into things. Um, we're going to start with your time at Rovers. Um, you joined the club in 2016 under the management of, of Owen Coyle. What first attracted you to the club and to the move itself? Um, well, at the time, I was out of contract at Celtic and I was training with Celtic at the time to keep myself fit. Um, there was a contract offer on the table from Celtic, but um, I was really wanting to try something different and go and come down south. Um, there was a few different offers and, uh, well, when I say offers, a, a few different things going on. Um, but Blackburn basically, when, as soon as they were in, the, the, the things were done pretty quickly. And um, mm. as soon as that, obviously, growing up, growing up in the 90s and, and obviously early noughties, knowing how, how big a club Blackburn was when they won the league in 95 and then um, excited me, the history of the club, uh, mainly when they won the Premier League. Um, I would have yeah. been nine years old. So then when I came down to see the club and everything happened so quick and I was happy and um, don't get me wrong, at the, moment, at the time we were in the bottom three of the championship so yeah. that wasn't the most attractive thing for me as, as you can imagine. I was um, That was the one thing that, was, that, that made me have doubts but I, I had a lot of confidence in my ability and um, I felt that I could affect the club in a positive way. Um, yeah. At the time, I, I thought I could have helped the club stay up. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. But no, I was I was delighted and, and proud to sign with the club. You've just mentioned it there. Obviously, that season, we, we, we couldn't avoid the relegation down to League One. But you know, it wasn't just yourself that came in that season. Of course, Tony Mowbray came in that season and, and definitely gave it a right good go. Do you think even just a couple of games more with Tony in charge, the club would have managed to stay up that season? Yeah, well, I think if you if you look at the amount of, of points that we accumulated that year, I think, I don't know if many teams have went down with that amount of points. It shows you that 
that we were unlucky. Um, people say you finish what you deserve in the season, um, and, I, and I believe that's probably the case. But we were unlucky in terms of we did have a high amount of points. I think we were level with points, went down in goal difference, or maybe one point, but we were, yeah. it was a high points total, 51-52 points. So we were disappointed, but um, Tony Mowbray came in the January and um, basically turned our form round. I think his he, he's, he's form was like between ninth and, and um, between seventh and ninth, I think, in the table at the time. So it just shows how good a job he'd done in that short space of time with the team. And, um, yeah, it was it was it, it was good to have him. We're glad he stayed on for the next year. So it was part of the reason why I obviously stayed on. Um, of course, yeah. and I think on that note as well, a lot of players and and obviously Tony himself stayed around. I think local newspapers at the time definitely linked you with with moves away after that relegation. Was that ever a consideration for you? Was there anything serious there? And how easy was it to to stay at Ewood Park? In, yeah, in there the was. Third year? Yeah, that's pretty serious. I'd be lying if I say I didn't consider something, um, because you only get one football career, and you want to, you want to, um, you want to make the most of it. And League One was what wasn't where I saw myself. I saw myself when I come down from Celtic, having played with Celtic and played Champions League football, was to, yeah. was to be in the Championship and potentially get promoted, and that was always the aim. To be in League One, all of a sudden, was a blow, but. But I knew that was part of the team that that had got relegated, and I knew that I think it was part of my responsibility to stick with the lads and 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 get us up. And um, the manager um, spoke to me, and, and he emphasised how much he wanted me to stay at the club and how important I'd be in the League One campaign, and it proved to be the case. So he was true to his word with, with the players he brought in, and um, I knew that the, the club was going in the right direction. So I was more than happy. He, he, he stay and get us up, but there was a couple of things. There was a couple of bids here and there, but um, I was never, I never pushed anything through because I thought in my heart of hearts the right thing to do was to stay in Blackburn and, and um, yeah, my family were settled there. It was a good club and uh, it was the right decision. Yeah, and obviously, like you say, it was the right decision in the end. You got 14 goals that year, which was a new and still unbeaten record for goals by a defender at the club uh, in one season. Um, I doubt that'll ever be matched or, or beaten. But which of those goals in that league one year stick out to you as the most memorable? Um, oh, there was so many. I mean, so many can important goals. So many, so many goals. <laughs> oh, there was. There was fourteen. It was like, yeah. I just remember every one of them meant a lot to me because I knew that it was. I knew that it was pushing us in the right direction, the direction that the club wanted to go in and get promoted. So, um, I mean, I suppose the one that the one that sealed the the promotion at Doncaster was was icing on the cake, really, and and the one that um, I really really started uh, the celebrations and we realised if we'd kept a clean, I knew as soon as I'd scored that, if I keep a clean sheet, but what was set out, we started to do in, in the middle of the middle of. Uh, in July, early early July, sorry, middle of June. So, nah, that was always a great goal. Um, there was a lot of good go- uh, good goals and important goals, but that one sticks out for me. Yeah, well, of course, you know, it wasn't just the goals. Obviously, it was it wasn't easy at first defensively in the league. We didn't get off to the greatest start. Um, you know, we actually started quite slowly. Did you feel that pressure 
from the size of the club and the expectations early on. Luckily, we did turn it round in the end. And was it important to have that group to manage to turn that round? Yeah, to be completely honest, we started the, the first two games of the season and we tried to properly pop the ball about being the favourites in the league and, and tried to pass it through the back and pass through teams. But we realised quickly um, that we, pr- we probably weren't, it wasn't the stage, the right stage, or we probably didn't have the the structure or whatever you call it, the players, or it suited us better to play in a different way. And we realised that early. Maybe teams wouldn't realise that early. And I remember having a, we had a meeting, kind of a crisis meeting after losing our first two, and a lot changed from then. We started mm. playing the ball forward a lot earlier to Danny Graham and with Daki running off him. And that proved to be success. We started to pick up results and um, we developed it through the season where we got the ball up to the halfway line and then got the ball into Daki. Uh, sorry, up to up to Danny and he would he done his stuff. He, he deserves a lot of credit for the work he'd done that year in bullying centre-halves and then Daki just run, run off him. And that brought us a lot of success. So we quickly realised our strengths, which was was a real manager to to realise that we had that, and then it got us results. So yeah, it was a it was a shaky start, as you say. But um, full credit to the management team and the players realising that we're better just playing our strengths and, and to get promotion because that's the main aim. Yeah, I mean, it's you look at Ipswich and Sunderland and a lot of the other big clubs that get down and and, and just can't get back up. I think really it was a despite the fact that we clearly had a, a superior squad to the division, we, you know, that we bounced back so quickly you at the see, first, the first time that All those clubs, though, they went down. They all had, they, you go down, you naturally get a, a better squad than the rest of the league one, but you're, you're there to be shot at and every team, you're every team's cup final and they look forward to coming to Ewood, so it's dealing with that pressure. Yeah. Um, I was fairly used to that coming coming. Uh, playing it's coming through at Celtic, then playing for Celtic for six years, so we handled that well. We handled the expectation well, and mm. we realised what our strengths were. And, and we, thankfully, we got promotion. We were disappointed we never won the league in the end, but the mm. the main aim was always promotion. Yeah, and I think it was a, it was a group that, especially from the outside looking in, seemed very together, full of characters and 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 not just players that had quality, but people and human beings that just had the right attitudes and. And I think that definitely shone through. And I think even now with Tony still at the club, I think you see that in his squads today um, as as much as you did back then. Um, obviously, we then got the promotion back into the championship. Um, and that first season, we actually did really well and we kind of got into a groove of things. We carried over that system from League One um, and, and that 18-19 season, season was quite successful. Was there anything that sticked out for you um, when we when we first went back into the championship? Was there a real confidence that we we would be fine back in that division? There was a real confidence, and um, we felt that we had the players. It was really a championship squad that we had. Um, I felt that if you look at the players now, they're all they're all playing at a good level. So we we had a championship squad with a real belief. There was a bit less pressure on us, and we looked forward to the season. Um, we, we we played we played kind of different styles depending on who we came up against, but our main thing was really Danny Danny and um, Daki getting the ball forward to them quickly again. Danny Danny in the championship does what he does. We picked yeah. up a lot. Of goals. I remember beating Leeds at home two one. Um, 
yeah, we we picked a, a lot of good results. And it was a, it was a right good squad of players, and I think if we we'd stayed together and uh, and continued to move forward in that way, we could we could have done, we could have we could have continued doing well that season, but um, mm. it just didn't work out like that. I mean, obviously, you know, League One season started out difficultly, but but, but from there we kind of never really looked back. Did you enjoy playing for Tony Mowbray while you were at the club? Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Um, I think I think a lot of credit has to go to Tony Mowbray for how much he's improved the club. I mean, a lot of fans maybe don't see from the outside, and I'm not just making this up when I say it because I don't have to. But I mean, right down to the the chefs, um, he's improved sports science department. He's imp- he's improved the the food, which is a Might seem like a small thing from the outside, but all these things add up. All these one percents add up. Um, He's improved the facilities um, slightly. Uh, He's improved personnel about the club. So he really has, behind the scenes, put the club in a right, a lot, lot better place than they were in. Um, That's no disrespect to anybody that was there in the past because they went in and done their job. But um, Tony Wilbur really has made a a better club. So I enjoyed what. Under my, I, I did enjoy what he's a he's a right a really nice guy and mm. someone who I have a lot of respect for. I saw yourself um, at Ewood Park in the summer of 2019, and and you sat with Tony Mowbray. It was a kind of a business conference event um, when people asked some questions, and he spoke really highly of you um, about the club's plans for the season and and what he thought your plans were in the team that season. And it was only a matter of time later that a loan moved to to Wigan kind of surfaced um it definitely shook and surprised people at the time i know you've spoken in the past about that being quite a surprising move um did you want to make that move at the time did you feel that you could could carry on at rovers and still have an impact or 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 did you go and think okay this is an opportunity i can buy that pre-season um and i and i totally forgot about that but something rings a bell about that when me and him were sitting and we were getting asked, was that yeah. at Ewood Park, eh? It was, yeah. It was in one of the suites at Ewood. I, I, I was there, I was... um, And it, I they would, were kind of showing off one of the new suites, yeah. I would be really interested to hear that back. Um, because something was just different when I went back that summer, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, and I'm sure the manager will admit to himself there was something just different. I don't know... I think the manager wanted to go in a different direction and, and I'm pretty sure it was he wanted to play a high line so he needed fast defenders. Mm. Um, and he didn't think I was uh, I was the man for the job um, anymore. That that That's 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 what it felt to me and that's kind of since what, what he's told me at the time. But I went back and I was still the club captain mm. um, and I was still trying to force my way in, even though something didn't feel right that pre-season. Um, mm. And then I played the first game of the season. I didn't play, I played rubbish because I felt that I changed. I didn't have the backing of the manager or the staff. Um, so when you feel that as a player, your confidence takes a dip. I'm not blaming yeah. anybody. It's completely my responsibility. I didn't play well in that first game. Um, in fact, that was terrible to put it to put it lightly against Charlton. We get beat. And my confidence was 
and I went to see them to discuss what the issue was. Um, and we got into a discussion, and, and, and I happened to say, well, what, what if someone came in for me today? It was the last day of the window, and he said we would look at it, and that really surprised me because I was a club captain, and yeah. I had I had scored 10 goals the season before. I'd scored 14 the season before that. Um, and all of a sudden... I I was I was right I felt I was right out of the picture and, and, and he said he would maybe look at it and then Wigan made a bid that afternoon last day of the window to take me on loan mm. and they accepted it and I thought my agent phoned me to tell me that that Wigan were interested and I thought to myself there's no way that Blackburn will accept a bid from Wigan being mm. kind of close rivals well close rivals but not far away had just come up League One kind of against each other and uh they accepted it, so that told me everything. That told me that, I mean, to- Tony Mowbray's a nice, really nice guy, and he's a, he's a really good manager. Mm. But that just told me that that told me everything I need to know. And in the meeting, kind of told me everything I need to know. The fact that he would look at a bid, and the fact that Wigan came in and they accepted a loan bid, not even covering my full wages, um, just told me that my time was probably numbered. Yeah. The the mad thing about it is that I'd only signed I'd only just signed the season before a two year extension. So I had a year yeah. left, I signed a two year extension. So I still had two still had two years to run in my contract. So my aim was to go to Wigan and and, and basically prove the manager wrong and prove that I had a lot to give. And Wigan just didn't work out for whatever reason. I, I picked up an injury, a couple of things weren't right there at that club. Um and uh, yeah, I picked up an injury in January and ended up for the best thing to get back the injury. Ended up getting back to Blackburn in January, even though it was a season lo- season loan. We cut it short in January, and yeah. I felt like I worked my way in the Blackburn team. And I went back and I came back for injury and I trained and I tr- you can ask any of the lads there. Um, I trained really well. Mm. I trained really well, and that's the way I was always brought up to to put to put it in the training ground and prove prove that you deserve a chance and no matter how bad things are if you're not playing or you're dropped or you're out the picture if you can work hard and train and to be fair to Tony Mowbray is he let me train he, he let me train with the lads he, that might sound daft to you right but <laughs> some managers would just put you away with the youth team if you weren't in the plans or yeah do you know what I mean? If you were planned to be away for the season and he'd made these plans, he would maybe put you with the the 23s. Sorry, that's my dog. Um, put you with the 23s or... Um, but he never. He had me training with the, the lads and I, and I trained well. No, it would have been easy for him to, um, to send me away and train with the lads, but he never with the lads. Um, uh, so I, I trained well. I was doing well. This summer, I, I went away and I still had a year left and I come back and I thought I'm going to... F- Going to force my way into the. I'm going to force my way in the team as as best I can. Yeah. Um. I worked hard. I came back pre-season fit. I trained well. I was training so well. Um. The lads will tell you, and it just it made up his mind, and it wasn't to be, and then it ended up. I thought to myself for for the club and for myself, I need to go away and play games. So that's when I went to Fleetwood. Yeah, so like you say, obviously the the move to Fleetwood then, um, and again another loan move. Um, and at that stage, I'm right in thinking that there was a year left on the deal. Then, did you kind of know when you went and took that move that that was it? That 
you wouldn't come back and play for Rovers and that you'd kind of played your last game at the club? Yeah, I, I knew it, even though it wasn't official, I knew it. Um, yeah, I, I knew that. I knew that was my last That was my last time there because uh, I couldn't do any more, really. I'd trained. Yeah. I'd gave everything to play for the club again. I, th- I thought I had a role to play still, but when a manager loses faith and his coaching staff loses faith in your ability and what you bring to the team, it's very, very hard to change that. Yeah. I think, um, you know, even today, I can certainly say this, and I know plenty of other people that say this, but if we get a free kick, you know, anywhere near the edge of the box, a joke is still made of, get Mulgrew on. Oh, he's not here anymore because we still miss it. We still miss those set-piece goals, and I don't really think we've ever replaced it. Um, And it is a shame the way that things had to end because I think you probably know, um, and I'm more than happy to make you aware, that the fans absolutely loved you at the club. And obviously not just yourself, but a lot of the players that, that got promoted out of League One, that season was one of the most joyous um, seasons for the fans for, for such a long time. And now obviously yourself, Elliot Bennett, Corey Evans, Richie Smallwood, Danny Graham, um, a huge contingent from that that year are no longer at the club. Um, and, and I think that loss is still felt today. Do you still keep in touch with a lot of the lads? Yeah, yeah, we speak now and again. I mean, not not everyday phone calls, but we speak now and again. It was a great bunch of lads, some of the best mm. lads I've been in a changing room with in terms of mentality and um, football and ability. Um, the thing about it is Tony Mowbray, it's his job to make decisions as a manager, and that's mm. what he's paid to do. So if he believes something and he feels like, these players aren't good enough anymore for what he wants to do or the way he wants to play, then he has to make a decision. So there's no grudges held held there. That's that's something, that's his job and that's what he's paid to do. Yeah. Um, and that's fair enough. My opinion is, is all the players you've named there could still have done, a, could still have done more than a job for Blackburn. Mm. But I'm not the manager. And of course, I've got to feel that about myself because if I didn't feel that about myself, who would? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I'll probably still feel that when I'm 45, but that's that's just the way, that's probably the way the footballer's mentality is. Um, but no, these were great guys and fair play to Tony Moby. He, he um, maybe necessarily didn't build that team, but he kept the players there and, and maybe got the best out of them for that season, which was mm. which was really good. How important was it for you with those low moves that that you stayed local? Obviously, um, we've spoken quickly about your family and stuff. And obviously, you know, I think the the thing that fans perhaps not don't see but might not consider a lot is that footballers are still people and they have families and and kids at schools. And, you know, sometimes uprooting and moving somewhere new, you know, that's quite, well, not just sometimes, it always is quite difficult. So, was it good to at least get those mo- those moves to, to Wigan and Fleetwood where you were still in this area? Yeah, that was important. I stayed in I stayed in Ray Green out towards Lytham St Answay. Mm. And my kids when I first came to Blackburn, um somebody recommended that I stay out that way. Some Scottish Stephen Craney actually the Fleetwood intern manager at the moment. He recommended I stay out that way and I didn't know anywhere else. So I went and mm. looked and found somewhere pretty quick, but I couldn't find school for my kids. So it took me about took me about two or three months to get my kids settled in school and fi- actually find a school. And then by the time they settled in and they made friends coming from Scotland, having been in school in Scotland, yeah. it was just such a relief to get them settled and, and, and find somewhere where we were happy. Um, 
or the most important thing is obviously the kids being settled in school. So yeah, that was that was a huge reason why um, Wigan was handy, and then the reason I I, I pushed Fleetwood. I actually took a wage cut to go to Fleetwood. Not many people know that. Mm. Uh, Blackburn couldn't agree the the fee. Fleetwood couldn't give a big enough contribution. Blackburn were weren't willing to accept it. And on the last day of the window, I took a wage cut to go and play football. Wow. Uh, so that's how much I wanted to play. That's how much I wanted to not sit and collect my money and just be there. And I actually could easily have done that. Um, yeah. But I had, to, I felt for the club to get other players in, using whatever contribution they could get or numbers yeah. in the build. And for me to play football, I thought it was the best thing to do. So, and Fleetwood was twenty minutes from me, so that was another another reason yeah. why I go there. So um, since then, actually, we've we've decided we were at about a crossroads after Fleetwood. I was considering staying down in that area and living there. Yeah. But we decided to move back to Glasgow in, in March time. And um, yeah, it's a great decision. It was a decision we're happy with and, and, and one that we've not regretted. I'd like to say, obviously, um, back with the club that you played for 15 years ago, um, yeah. how are you enjoying your time back up in Scotland? Um, and, and obviously, like you say, the whole family back up in Scotland. Are, are you happy and settled up there now? Yeah, we're loving it. Um, we, we can, as I said, we considered staying down. Seriously, considered staying down, um, because we were so settled and we loved it. We loved it down there. Kids were settled at school. Everything was good, but we thought we've probably got one last move, and for the kids to stay, to stay near their family was pretty important as well. And if and if that was the the deciding factor, family, then there was only one choice. So. We, Decided to make the move, and we've never regretted it. We're delighted to be here. Football's great. I mean, I'm happy we're back at back at Dundee United. I'm very lucky to have got this opportunity, and it's one that I've still got a lot of passion to play football, to win games, to yeah. to do well, and and uh, I'm enjoying it. I think one thing that the move back up to Scotland confirmed is that we won't be seeing you on ITVB anymore with uh, Mr. Bradley Dark and Olivia Atwood. Was that a surreal experience? Could you see yourself on a lifestyle TV show again? Oh no, that is that that, <laughs> that, that was not me. That was um, that was a favour for a friend <laughs> who, who still loves me. For that, to be honest, <laughs> somebody I really respected and and was a great player for us. And hopefully I've helped him in his journey as well. So I had done him a favour by by being in that pro. I thought, what have I got to lose here? Um, little did I know that absolute amount of stick I got from my mates and people that knew me <laughs> just knew that wasn't me. Um, but it's uh, I, I'm glad it's done now. Um, I wish him and his his uh, Olivia all the success. Yeah, I mean Brad. Brad's a great player and. He's obviously um, he's had a tough time with injuries, the long-term injury, and then straight away back into another long-term injury. Um, you know, we're expecting to see him back in the new year. Just how good is he? And and when he first came through the door as he headed into that League One campaign, did you know straight away that Rovers had a player on their hands? I knew straight away. Because I knew within a couple of sessions we'd signed a, a really good player 
a good lad and somebody that you want in your changing room. Um, we're just so lucky to have him for that, for the price that we bought him for. And uh, he's been unfortunate with injuries recently, but um, he'll be back stronger. He's got unreal mentality, and the last few years he's he's shown what a strong character he is. They come through it, but I'm 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 sure he'll be back and he'll be firing in a in, in the not too distant future. Absolutely. One other former teammate of yours I have to mention before I let you go is um, Ben Brereton or Ben Brereton Diaz, as he is now. Um, you know, when you stood in front of him here, you probably didn't even know about the Chilean mother situation. Um, he's talked in the past about telling the lads that, that that was a thing. Obviously, he's since gone off for Chile and played against Messi and scored these goals and become a bit of a sensation um, but you know what an interesting story, and um, yeah, w- what was your reaction to that when you first found out about it? I knew his mum was chilling. I knew it all along. Right. He t- okay. Told me. He told me when he no long after he came, um, which I found unbelievable. But not one for one minute that I think he was ever going to go and play with Chile. So, um, nah, f- probably the best one of the best things he's ever made in his life. To to, to go and play for them because it's gave him a real boost of confidence and his numbers for for Blackburn are, are unbelievable and I <laughs> uh, seems to be the top man now so uh, fair play I mean he deserves it he's a good 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 lad yeah um, I first wrote these questions out and um, I said he's on two and wrote a figure for how many goals he was on to the season and I've had to update that figure like five times since we confirmed we were going to do this little interview he's on to 17 for the season now um, and I mean, did you ever think he was he was capable of being that that prolific when he first came? Obviously, he was very young when he first arrived, but it was a very big transfer fee. And I think fans now, at the time honest, never, expected more from him. Now, I'll be honest, I never never ever thought mm. I never thought he would be um, as prolific as he is now. Um, but that's football for you. I mean, a few of the lads that in the squad, Elliot Bennett. And Bradley, uh, who else played with? I mean, Bradley Johnson mm. played with Harry Kane, and they, they, the way they spoke about him was the same. They couldn't believe how yeah. he, how he, um, he came on and how his career went, and, and that's football for you. I, I mean, if you go back to my under my, my Celtic under fourteens team, none of them would believe that I would ever. Uh, Made it as a footballer. Yeah, it's, football's a funny game, and confidence can take you wherever you want to be in the game. And it's a bit, it's a bit sticking in and believing, and and knowing that anybody can do whatever they want, just with a bit of belief and a bit of practice and a bit of working hard. And and Bez has done that. To be fair to him, and I never ever seen it coming. To be honest, um, yeah. But uh, I'll tell you a good story about Bez. Right, this will be a good one for you. Bez, um, he's not the brightest guy in the world, right? To put it to put it politely, right? And we were in the shower one day, and he said uh, he looked forward to the Christmas do's, right? As everybody does in football, and he said, um, "Oh, why don't we wear suits?" No, he said, "He's what he said, what he's wearing." And I'm like, "I said suits on the Saturday night," and I'm looking at our lads and I'm winking. And he's like, oh, that'd be brilliant. Why don't we all go the same suit? And I'm like, oh, good shout. <laughs> I said, like, good shout. So I'm winking at all the other lads. They're all like, oh, great shout. And then he's like, what? I was like, why don't we go coloured suits? 
And he's like, oh, white, logo, white suits. And I was like, what a shout that is. Everybody with white suits on on a Saturday night. So we keep this going for months, right? We start talking about the Christmas doing about October time, right? So we've got October to December. A few, there's been a few slip-ups, but he's not the brightest to, to click on it. So next minute it comes to it, somebody buys a white suit on Amazon and we all pass it around and take pictures with a white suit on. <laughs> right? Of my white suits arrived, my white suits arrived, we put it in a group chat. Fast forward to the Christmas do, right? And we're all standing at the bar. We've told him to be doing 15 minutes later. We say this half past, just say half 10, and we're doing the bar at quarter past 10. So we're doing it quarter past waiting on him. He comes blazing down the stairs in this white suit with a black tie. We're all standing in normal gear. Unbelievable. There's a video. <laughs> we're abs- always absolutely pissing ourselves. He's standing oh, there with a white suit. As soon as he walked in the room, he's like, oh no. Started rutting the tie and all that up, but fair play. And this sums him up. He just he just went out with his white suit on and continued the night. But how they gone? <laughs> oh man, it was funny. But we kept this going for months. Brilliant. Oh, brilliant. I love that. Um, listen, I'm going to ask you a couple of quick fire ones, and then I'll let you get off um, and carry on with your day. Um, but who is the best player that you played with uh, during your time with Blackburn? Um, got to be Bradley Dack. Okay, it sounded like that was tough. Was it between a couple? Between Armstrong, Armstrong. Mm. It, it was Bradley Dack. Um, listen, there was about four or five. I mean, Danny, Danny was brilliant. Danny didn't get the credit he deserved. He was a great player for us. Um, yeah. Corey Evans was a right good footballer. Uh, I was, there was some good players, but when I when I was between him and Armstrong, Armstrong in, in my last season there, yeah. when I was bearing up against him, the, the the difference in him from when he first came, when I, I played obviously in training, you play a lot of games against him. And so you realise how much he's improved and everything that dropped at Armstrong's feet, both feet he scored in training and I was like, he's he's kicked on to another level. So Armstrong and Dak, but I'm going to have to go for Dak because I played a, a lot more games with him. Yeah. And the magic he produced and, and the, some of the abilities, some of the stuff he'd done in training. I've got to say Bradley Dak. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what position do you think Rovers can finish in this season? We're obviously flying up the table. Um, we're fourth in the league. Um, where do you think we'll finish? Do you have confidence in the lads to push on? Um, so there's a lot of changes since I've been there. Um, the championships are funny league. You can toss a coin near enough for the top, the top ten near enough. Um, I hope that Blackburn can can get promotion. Playoffs, I think, would be a huge success considering yeah. a, lot, a lot of young players we've got this year. Um, I'm hoping for. Top two, obviously, playoffs would be brilliant. My prediction, in my honest opinion, mm. is 10th. Mm. And that's me just being completely honest. Yeah. Because the young lads we've got in that, and I hope by me saying that, it takes pressure. <laughs> but, yeah. Charlie you know Mulgrew I mean? proved wrong. <laughs> Perfect. That would suit yeah. me. Because I want to see the lads. And I, want to see, I know the manager's been trying to get promoted for years. And... Yeah. 
lads here that that, that deserve it, the ones that I, that I played with. Um, aye, so I hope they get it. But my prediction is tenth. Okay, right. Well, we'll finish things there. We've we've got to about thirty-five minutes. We aimed for thirty, but not too bad. I really appreciate you joining us. I know you're very busy, and you're still obviously playing. Um, for everyone that's still here and still with us, thanks for watching. Don't forget the Christmas special. Um, for anybody that is watching, I'll drop you a couple of Easter eggs. We've got some pretty cool guests. We've got the all-time record goal scorer at the club, Simon Garner, involved. Ben Brereton Diaz will be making his appearance. John Buckley, Elliot Bennett. I'm sure we'll get a cheeky video out of Charlie as well. Um, so do tune in. Is that, do is that live? We'll be live from the Avenue. You know the Avenue outside of... Uh, no, saying, training is that now. live just then? No, we're not live right now, don't worry. <laughs> oh, I was thinking, I didn't realise that was live. <laughs> no, no, uh, but we will be live on Christmas Day. Um, and yes, we will be raising money for the Sporting Memories Foundation. Um, so please head over to rcdonate.com if you're watching uh, and give what you can. Thank you so much for joining us, Charlie. Really appreciate it. Um, we miss you very much down at Ewood. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks very much. Bye everyone. The Rovers Chat YouTube channel is proudly sponsored by SixYardsOut.com. They've got retro football from every era with mugs, phone cases and much more. They also have plenty of Rovers goods including apparel with the famous 94-95 season and this season's kit. Check them out using the link in the description below. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points.